Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, and welcome back to the podcast. So glad that you are joining me today because you are going to learn all about creating an online course and adding this in as another layer to your business. So right now you are a service provider, you are supporting business owners one-to-one, but how would it feel to add in a layer where you are not only trading time for money, but you're able to use your expertise, things that you've gotten results for your clients and share that with more than just your current clients. You're gonna be able to shift from one-to-one to one-to-many and I am so excited that Molly Kaiser is coming on the podcast to share all of her tips and tricks with when's the right time to add this course in, how to actually market it and how to kickstart this. She shares such an interesting way that I am like all ears for and all game for because I, spoiler alert, don't love launching. So I love her method to getting your course off the ground and getting those first couple sales through the door. And then also she shares with us how to have the right mindset going into creating this course, how to stay consistent with it, and also how to have really solid expectations around starting this new venture. So I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation. You're gonna love Molly and everything that she shares. So without further ado, let's dive on into the show. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Well, hey there, Molly. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. I am so excited to have you on today. Yay. I'm super excited to chat. Yeah. All right. So before we dive into our conversation, let's back up a little bit, rewind and give my audience a chance to get to know you a little bit better. So you can, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got started in the online or just business space? Yeah, sure. So like many of your listeners, I too started out um, as a, a freelancer and I actually started my very first business was in photography. So I actually decided to drop out of college and start my photography business. And I actually was a professional photographer for 16 years. And that's actually how I ended up getting into the online space was I had a successful studio and other people started asking me about it. So I started doing coaching, but one of my problems being a freelancer was I was already trading a lot of my time for money. Mm -hmm. So when I started doing coaching, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm literally working every single day, weekdays, weekends, like all the time. I'm like, I need to think of a better way. And I had all these people who wanted to learn from me and I didn't have more time. So 
I started noticing online, you know, different courses, memberships, digital products. And I thought, man, I'm really repeating myself a lot with these coaching clients. Like, what if I just take that same knowledge and put it into a course? And so that's really how I got started was just minimum wage at a gas station uh, in college, dropped out, started my photo business, and then decided to start helping other photographers. And then I slowly transitioned um, over the years into doing uh, online courses and digital products full time. Awesome. It's funny. I actually have a very similar story too. I, I started out freelancing and then people started asking me, okay, how did you do this? How did you get started? And I thought creating a course sounded like a beast. So I'm like, I'll just do some one-on-one coaching and then realized <laughs> like I just was like repeating myself over and over again. And so had created my course. And so then I had people who came to me and they wanted that one-on-one coaching. Um, but I was like, you have to go through my course first. Like that's going to give you everything that you need. And then we can, you know, we can add on calls to that if you need more like specific help or you want feedback on things. But I totally agree because it was like just that repeating yourself over and over again. And of course, like I, I'm a former teacher, so my heart is in teaching. Like I want to help people, but I'm like, there is a better efficient way to do this. So um, I love that we have that connection there too. Okay. So you said you had been in business for quite some time. Do you think that there is like a right time to, to start to look into adding some type of passive project, mm-hmm. uh, either whether that's a membership or a course into your business? Do you think there's like a, you, t- you shouldn't do it until you get to this point, but you also shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't be like waiting too long to do it. Is there like a sweet spot that you have found? That's a great question. I've, I've never been asked it before. And it, it's like, it's really, wow, it has me thinking. So, <laughs> my, um, But here's, here's what I think is if you already have some kind of like business or some um, steady stream of income. So I guess you could be in a job or have any type of business, um, then I think that at that point that it would be good to add that on because then you can just, basically you don't have to do my route or your route where like we already were successful at this certain thing. And then we decided to teach it because a lot of my students, you know, they have passion in other things like, um, you know, maybe they did journaling every single morning and it helped their confidence, or maybe they're really good at gardening. And so maybe they have these things to teach that, they didn't necessarily make money at. And that's totally cool too. People will absolutely pay to learn any kind of skill, whether that's like making money or, you know, reducing stress or increasing happiness. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to like noodle on that more and maybe make some content around that. I think it's a great question, but I would say that if it's something, you know, you want to do, then I would at least start thinking about what do you like, what are you passionate about and what do you want to teach on? And then go from there with your digital product. Yeah. The reason why I ask is because I think a lot of times, and I know I felt this way too. So we see a lot of people creating online courses and we think, oh my gosh, like that looks amazing. Like look at their business. And then we get that like shiny object syndrome going on. And I also, because I have gone through this process, and I'm sure you can attest to this too, that it's a lot different than just like, oh, I have this idea for this course. Like I'm going to create this course and put it out there and people are going to buy it. So I think that there's maybe some like realistic expectations that we need to have around creating a course that like, yes, it's great. And it's a really great way to shift your business model from one to one to one to many. But Mm -hmm. would you share any sort of like things that you tell your students of like, here are some realistic expectations that you should have, like when you're thinking about creating a course, because like, yes, it can be really great and super profitable, but it also takes time and effort and Mm -hmm. a lot of work to get it to the point where it's selling like hotcakes. 
Yeah. The, yeah. The more we're talking about this, one thing that I do in my course for my students is if they, I think it's module two, if they have never sold anything on that topic before. So let's say they are teaching how to journal or something like that. And they've never like coached anyone. They've never sold any digital products on it. They have never been paid. And, and and I don't mean like from a job. I mean, like they've never like received money into their Stripe account to teach on that topic, right? Um, if they're in that scenario, I always have them go through um, what I call my get paid to test, which is where you're going to like quickly build um, a little follower, a little following on Facebook group and see who is interested. Well, and you can use other people's Facebook groups as well, but see who's interested in learning from you on that topic with just a quick, like one hour coaching call, because like with your previous question, I guess that is a stepping stone would be, you know, you have to have already been paid on that topic because if you go to create a full course, let's say, and you've never had anyone exchange you money for that topic, then the percentage of your course maybe failing would be higher. And so I like to give my students like stepping stones and also it raises their confidence. So it's like, now, you know, people are willing to pay you on that topic and you have experience teaching it and you probably have a testimonial at this point. So that does make it easier. Is it possible to do it without it? Yes, but I think it makes it like way easier. And you and I both, it sounds like started with a little bit of coaching first, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's interesting. Yeah, I I love that way too. And that's something I was literally just talking with one of my mastermind students about as she was thinking like, hey, I want to go down this route and I want to do it. And I literally was like, why don't we like get, let's, let's test this out first. Because yeah. at the same time too, you also want to make sure you could have this really great idea, but maybe the way that you're going about like teaching it, the way that you're thinking about delivering it could be like not the right way for your mm. audience. And also too, you could get into it and realize like, oh gosh, I actually don't love this. Like, you know, so having that, <laughs> yeah. having that kind of like on the job experience, I think is really a really helpful tip too. Yeah. And um, one other thing that we do also um, is, so I have them do like this co little coaching experiment, basically, if they have never done it before, if they've already coached, they can skip it. But the next thing we do is called a kickstart. And so I actually have my students come up with their curriculum. So not their whole course, just like, like bullets of what they're going to teach. And then I actually have them sell people in and do their first round of their course, like a workshop, basically. And that way, you know, you're getting the money up front. So you're again, proving the course and you're going to be able to work with your students more in like a group coaching setting. And this really helps you again, you're getting experience, you're building your confidence, you're getting testimonials and all of that great stuff. And then you can, so it's kind of like stepping stones along the way, because like you said, you don't want to spend, you know, months or years building out a course only to realize like your messaging was off or you built a course on what you think should go in it and not what people actually need help with. And then, you know, several months later, you're like, oh, darn, <laughs> nobody's buying this, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's really interesting too. So I come from that teaching background. So I have a lot of that experience of like creating curriculum and lessons and all this like, you know, fancy teaching jargon. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so funny because one of the years that I was teaching was actually my favorite year 
um, I was teaching sixth grade math. And so I had four classes. So I literally had to prepare one lesson each day and teach it four times. And my fourth class of the day got the absolute best lesson because of course I had already like worked out the kinks uh-huh. and I figured out like, oh yeah, like this way that I thought was going to work didn't end up working or, oh, they actually needed more group time to work through this process. So like I have kind of, I, I never, I guess, really thought about it that I've like already done that type of thing, you know, in my quote unquote real job than when I'm transitioning online and doing this because I am, I am of the same camp. Like I am somebody who's like, I'm not gonna, I've done it before and I've launched stuff and I've launched it to crickets. And I was like, I spent all this time doing this. And what I realized is like, maybe the way that I thought I needed to market this or present this or talk about this topic is totally not landing with my audience. Like why not create this with them and really get their feedback on it. So that next time I actually do go to like fully launch this, I have their wording, I have their feedback on it. And number one, like I'm going to have these testimonials for it. Um, so I love that way of, of creating some, something, putting a course together. Is that usually the way that you teach it to your students too? Oh, absolutely. And I feel like that also kind of goes into what you're talking about before about like course expectations. I think a lot of times, you know, I know for me, when I first thought of, oh my gosh, I'm going to create an online course. I called my dad. I was like, I have a million dollar idea. I'm going to be a millionaire like tomorrow because I have this course idea. And it's obviously good to be like positive and excited about it. But, you know, I feel like the more normal way isn't like you go to sleep and you wake up and you've made a million dollars from courses. I feel like the, um, the more realistic way is, you know, you're going to have to do iterations, like you just said. So it's like, you're going to learn from maybe doing that little coaching thing. You're going to learn from doing your kickstart. You're going to learn from doing these little things and make it better and better as you go. Like right now with my current course, that's my number one focus. We're on like the third version of the course. And so I think when I first started with courses, I thought, oh, I make a course and then it's done. And then everyone just gives me a ton of money (laughs) and like a bunch (laughs) of testimonials and, you know, and you know, it is more work than that. And like, obviously you don't have to redo your course if you don't want to. But for me, it's like, I always want to make sure it's like the most up-to-date, the most helpful, gets people results as fast as possible. Um, and I find it fun. And I'm sure you do too, because you're a teacher. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's like a yearly thing that I do. It's like, because I would always do that, you know, during the summer months, right? Like teachers, I know teachers get this like wrap of like, oh, you got summers off. It's like, no, summer is when we are going through everything that we did the previous year. We're reflecting, we're making sure that our next year is going to be even better for the students coming in. Like we are constantly doing that. So I am, I'm doing that way too much. Sometimes I need to like let things breathe and actually, <laughs> and like see how it pans out. Cause I am the same way too. I'm like, I want it to be the best and I want to have the best resources and give them the best training. So I can totally relate to that. Um, I think my next question really comes in. There's probably a lot of, I mean, and I know because I've been in this place too, but I feel like probably one of the overwhelming things before or after you get through the, what am I actually going to teach on? It's like, okay, how am I actually going to deliver this content. So what would you say is the best platform for creating an online course for, I mean, there are so many options, so, and pros and cons, but do you have a favorite that you like to use? Yeah, I do. So I've used a lot over the years and I don't even know if some of these still exist, but like when I first got started, I used this thing called like (laughs) e-junkie. That's what it was called. And like you would deliver, it was like a, basically it was just a little tiny software. You paid like $5 a month and it would just give people your course as a download. And I definitely wouldn't recommend that today as far as courses go. I've tried a lot of different softwares. Like you could probably name any. I've tried it. I've tried, 
I mean, ClickFunnels, Entreport, WordPress, like literally name it. I've tried it. And and I'm not like sponsored by this place at all or anything, but I really like uh, Kajabi. And I'm curious to hear which one you like, Aubrey, but Kajabi for me, the reason I like it is because it is really interactive for the students. Like you can have quizzes and different things and it's just easy to use. But mostly the number one reason I like it is because it's all in one. I don't want to have to connect all a bunch of different softwares with like Zapier as we scale our course. So I like that it's all in one, like the email marketing, the course hosting, the funnels, the checkout pages, like every single thing you'll need. Um, and I think that that is one place where course creators can sometimes take a wrong turn is like they will be like, oh, well, it's cheaper to go with this one software that hosts courses. But now they have to buy email marketing software. Now they have to buy funnel software. Now they have to buy a checkout page software. And it, and it adds up. Um, so that's just my opinion on it. But like, honestly, my answer would really be like, whatever you're comfortable with and is going to get you going <laughs> because yeah. like, it's better to use whatever than nothing. You know what I mean? So, but I'm curious, which, which your favorite Aubrey? So it's really interesting. I started out with Kajabi, but I was kind of at that place where like that part of my business was slow and steady. And so at the time it was, I wasn't using Kajabi for all of its capabilities. So mm-hmm. I put it on pause and I actually, we host our courses on Teachery, which I really, I've really actually love. Never heard of that one. So cool. Yeah. I'm glad you shared I, it. <laughs> I really love it. And one of the main reasons why I love it, and they're always innovating and coming out with new things. I mean, it does not have all the features that some of these other platforms mm-hmm. use. Of course, like I've, I've taken a lot of courses, so I've seen courses in different platforms and like the format and the layout, there are some things that I'm like, Ooh, I wish they had this, but the number one thing that I love, and this is, I'm a sucker for this mm-hmm. is really, really, really great customer support. Mm-hmm. Like I will submit a question and I will get an answer super fast. They will handle things for me. They'll do things on the back end. So I've just been like, I love them. And I know that I, as we continue to grow, that I'm probably going to look into something like Kajabi does because it just I do, do course hosting or does it also do like all the like email marketing? Like- no, it just does course hosting. Oh, okay. So we, right. so we do, do you, have to do use, if you don't mind, I'm like just genuinely curious. <laughs> um, I think it's, I think it's like 47 a month. Okay. Um, but they don't take the nice thing is they don't take any um, percentages out. You know, obviously we take we have percentages out with yeah. our payment processors, but they don't take anything off of that, no matter like how many students you have or anything like that. So it was a really great option for me getting started, and I just have like love them near and dear to my heart. But yeah. we do have to connect a lot of things, so that's like when, as we're building out our funnels and as we're getting things going, it's like okay, make sure the zaps are all working and connecting. And knock on wood, oh, the right? Of my existence, um, <laughs> right? For those listening, if you're like, and and again, like. I don't know about Aubrey. I'm sure she agrees with me, but like, I don't really care what software you go with. Like you should just go with whatever's going to help you get your course started. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, just in case people are like comparing or thinking or contrasting or whatever, like Kajabi's 149. And so like, if you're just looking to host your course, obviously what Aubrey mentioned, it's cheaper. Um, and then I think like MailChimp's like really cheap for email marketing. So you could start with those things. I know back in the day I had like Mad Mimi. I don't even know if that still exists. Um, I'm an old creator, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you can start out with like those little things. But then, yeah, you might want to eventually go to an all-in-one. Where, where do you think you're going to go to next? Or do you not know yet? No, I really, I do really like Kajabi. Like anytime I purchase a course or enroll in something and it's in Kajabi, like just from a user perspective, I just love that. And I think that that's something that I always think about too, right? Like, obviously I want it to be easy for 
me or the team to be able to go in and make changes and to add things. But I also think about it from the customer's perspective of like, I want somebody to come in and like easily be able to navigate things and find things and not feel like, well, where is this? And obviously from an aesthetic appeal to like, that's nice. Like you want your course to look and feel organized too. Yeah. So I've had my eye on Kajabi. Well, I'm, glad as a te- <laughs> I'm glad as a teacher, you like it. Teacher seal of approval. That's cool. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So I think I agree with you too. Like it, it really doesn't matter. There's so many different options out there and you could probably drive yourself crazy going oh through like gosh, a pros cons sure. list <laughs> of where to host it. I think whatever you choose, it's just about like making that decision and moving forward. And something that I also, I remember thinking that too, like knowing that no decision you make is permanent. Like you can mm-hmm. eventually upgrade or change down the road. Like it's, it's going to have some work involved with it, but you can do that. If, you, if this is something that's holding you back from getting started and adding this layer into your business, like make a decision and move forward with it and know that it can always change. Um, so I think the next probably loaded question that I have <laughs> is, okay, I've, got my topic. I know what I'm going to teach on. I've done some, you know, coaching and different things like that. And now I'm actually ready to put this out into the world. How the heck do I market it so that people actually want to buy it? Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. And for me, when I first got started, so just to give you guys some context, I started my first course in 2014. And I know a lot of people still talk about uh, launching, which can mean a lot of different things. But for me, back in 2014, all the gurus were talking about launching. I think they still are. And I followed their advice. And I think launching can be good down the line, or I know it can be good down the line. But when you're first starting your course, I don't actually think the launch method is the best way to go. Um, and, you know, it depends on like, if you want to do it, go for it. But just for me personally, because For me personally, when it comes to launching, you need it like just for those who aren't maybe in tune with what that is. Basically, what you're going to do is build up like a following and an email list over months of time and create your course over months of time. And then uh, you're going to create like email content, social content, a sales page, um, probably a webinar or some kind of challenge. And there's a lot more that goes into it, too. Like it would either take you, you know, six to 12 months to do on your own or like, especially if you're doing it for the first time or like hiring a bunch of people. So for me, I did that launch method the first time and it was like a total flop. I ended up losing like $9,000. And so over the years, I've just learned again, in my opinion, what I think is a much better way. So this method that I've developed is called my uh, profitable course kickstart method. So essentially what you do is you just start out by, like we talked about, come up with your course topic, you know, come up with your curriculum. And then what you're going to do is start a Facebook group. And I know a lot of people are like, but you know, TikTok, Instagram, we'll get there eventually. (laughs) But the best way to start, especially to build a following really quickly, like we're talking in a matter of just like a few days, is create a Facebook group around a topic that will attract your ideal customers. And you can invite people that resonate with that from your friends list, or you can invite people from other Facebook groups or other people you're connected with. And for me, I've done this so many times, but in 2020 was the most recent time I did this. And it just took me a few days to get 200 people into my group. I posted some value, but you don't need to do a ton. Like we're talking just over the course of, you know, a week or two, whereas launching, you know, you have to give content for like weeks or months, right? And then what you do is you just put out a little what I call interest post where you're like, hey, um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to be hosting this course. The first round is going to be live um, or sorry, a better example would be 
Uh, I'm looking for two people who are interested in learning how to start their first garden or whatever it is that your topic is, right? And then people will comment and say like, I'm interested or they'll put an emoji or whatever. And they basically invite you to message them. And now the conversation's open where you can message them and tell them about this first round of your course that you're teaching. Um, Okay, so I know that was like a huge overview. So (laughs) is there any parts of that that you want me to dive into more? No, I, I'm, I'm just like really interested in this because you're speaking my language because <laughs> launching is the bane of my existence. Okay, good. I, I was like, oh no. I'm like, what if she No, launching? no. I'm like, I'm like the lazy, laziest launcher there is known to mankind. And I, I do my, like, I do a scaled back version of it too, because I am not like, even just a, like a week launch, like, obviously, like you said, there's like in the traditional message, there's the pre-launch, there's like that yes. runway, there's the actual <laughs> event, there's the week of talking. I mean, like, it's just, I, I get sick of, he- I'm like, people are probably sick of hearing me talk about, it, cause I'm sick of <laughs> talking about this. And then it's so draining and exhausting that I'm like, Oh my gosh. So like, <laughs> exo- like, I remember when I like did this, I was like, okay, I gotta like have my meals ordered in and like do all this stuff so I can have all this time and like hire all these people. It's just, I think for launching your course for the very, very first time, it's just too big of a risk. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to later on do like this huge, big launch promotion, but you already maybe have a team or you already maybe have a lot of money in the bank and you can take on a bigger risk. I think that's fine. But I just, it kills me when I see, you know, gurus telling people to, to do a launch like from day one, because it's like, oof, like you're, I don't know, the risk on that's just too high. Like I want to make sure that my students win right away, you know? Yeah, no, I love it. All right. So we've got the Facebook group, we've got the interest post, and then where do we take it from there? Yeah. So basically, you know, you'll be saying like, hey, who's interested in this topic, basically? And then people will comment me and then you'll comment back to them and just say like, hey, I sent you a PM. And then basically in the PM, it's really nothing fancy. You're just like, hey, I saw you're interested in learning this thing. You know, I'm going to be hosting a course starting on this date. I'm going to be teaching these things. And the cost is this, you know, are you interested? Um, And then, you know, give them some kind of deadline like it, the deadline's kind of easy because you're actually me teaching the first round live. So you're going to be mm-hmm. saying, like I said, like, oh, it starts September 4th or whatever. And so that's kind of like the deadline. But then everyone who buys, you're going to put them into a paid Facebook group. And then you're actually going to teach your course more like a workshop. So for example, and you can do this a lot of different ways, but here's a couple examples. Let's say your course has eight modules. You could do a Facebook live once a week for eight weeks and teach like one module per week. Or a lot of my students are like, I don't want to do it live. That's too much pressure. You can pre-record, you know, and then just publish it in the group once a week. Or you could teach, you know, maybe there's four lessons in each module. You could do four lessons every week or whatever that is. It's really up to you. And, you know, if you're maybe thinking, well, how do I decide on that? Just think what's going to be the most helpful for your students, like what's going to get them the fastest result? Because a question I get a lot is how long should my course be? And I always tell people it needs to be as long as it needs to be to get them the result you're promising them and no longer. Like mm-hmm. if people can learn gardening in two weeks or gardening in 20 weeks, they're going to choose two weeks. <laughs> right. No, that's so, so helpful. I love this. So at this point, like, like I'm loving this too, just because from like a cost-effective place. Like we really haven't had to, I mean, you might have an email marketing platform if you're building your list, but really like you haven't had to pay for any additional software or do anything. Like basically we're doing this all through 
the power of Facebook. Right. right? Like I know we talked about softwares earlier, but at this point, what I'm teaching, you wouldn't need to buy anything. So I love that you pointed that out. And that's the whole thing is like, I want people to be able to get a result because I see a lot of people like they'll buy, like buying software is like their first thing. And I'm like, but you haven't even made a sale yet. Like, I want to make sure that you prove your concept and make money in your business before you spend money. Like I, every business I've ever started, I'm always like, okay, we, we have to make money before we can spend anything. <laughs> I love it. Okay. This is awesome. Um, I think the, the last little thing that I'm wondering too, because I know even from my own experience, shifting from being a one-to-one service provider to now I'm going to have people that I'm going to be teaching and helping walk through this transformation. Like I know it requires the right mindset. So do you have any tips when it comes to setting yourself up for success when it comes to your mindset and how you can walk down this path and not let it, all the things that could be flooding your mind, hold you back from actually pursuing this? Okay. So basically you're asking, Yeah. How can they have a good mindset so they don't like get scared or back out or not hit publish or something? Yes, absolutely. Okay. That's a good one. So the first thing that I cover in my course, the whole first module is all mindset. And so I definitely agree. This is very important. And for me, the biggest thing is the reason I see people like backing out is because their why is not stronger than like the bumps in the road. Because when you have, whether it's a course business or a service business or freelance business, whatever it is, there's going to be stuff that goes wrong, right? I mean, if you're a business owner who's like, I've never had anything go wrong, we can all (laughs) laugh about that, right? Right. So the first thing I do is I have them come up with like, really think about why do you want an online course? And if your answer is money, like that's a cool starting point, but really it has to be deeper than that. Like, oh, I want to you know, change the way that women look at themselves in the mirror. What Like you have to have like a bigger mission um, for why, you know, for me, I love that I get to help women make more money because what is it only like 2% of women are millionaires and that pisses me off. <laughs> so my mission is like very strong aligned with my beliefs and it keeps me going when I have those hard days. So I have my students like come up with what are their their goals and their why and then make a vision board and hang it in their office. And, you know, it can seem silly. Like, why are we starting with a vision board? Like, I just want to make sales. But again, if you know, you're going to have those bumps along the way. And if why you're doing this isn't stronger than those bumps, that's I feel like when people give up. So I would say that that would be the biggest thing is just like, make sure you know why you're doing this and align yourself with it and remind yourself every day, like why you're doing it. I'm so glad you brought that up. I, it's one, I actually just did a podcast episode where I talked about things that really helped me to make the shift in my business, both like from a mindset perspective and financially. And it was one of the things that I remember kind of laughing it off when I heard it being like, oh, like obviously you hear like dream big and everything like that, but they're like really clearly like write out the vision of what you want. And like, even if it scares the living daylights out of you, like write it down and revisit it every single day. So like hanging it in your office or something to look at. And truly like when I set that, like I wrote it down on paper, it changed everything. Cause now I was like, yeah, this is hard, but I, I want those things. And these things are important to me and I'm going to keep moving towards that. So I'm so glad that you brought it up. Cause that's something I definitely believe in wholeheartedly as well. Love it. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, this has been such a great conversation. Definitely have like my wheels turning to, I love the, your approach to getting started with an online course. I would love for you to share where my listeners can learn more about you, what you have to offer, where can they follow you? Give us all the good stuff. Sure. Yeah. This has been really fun. The, the only thing is I wish we could just chat longer next time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's super cool. So yeah, the best way to get started, if you want to learn like how to come up with your course idea or how to create the curriculum or how to make sales, like you want more in-depth training. Um, I have a free training. It's just profitablecourses.com slash class. So profitablecourses.com slash class. And again, totally free. Um yeah. And then I am really big on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. So if you just search my name, Molly Kaiser, it's like spelled like Kaiser, <laughs> K-E-Y-S-E-R. But yeah, I would love to connect with everyone on social. Perfect. Well, we will link all that up in the show notes so everybody can go and grab that. And thanks so much for coming on today and sharing all of your knowledge with, with my audience. I know they're going to love this episode. Thanks for having me. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.